Welcome to North Point Plus. This is episode number 66. I am Kim Cordes, guest host, and this is lead pastor Rick Rubel. What's your <laughs> name again? Yeah, that's who I am. And I like your hat. It's Christmas time. Thank you. And your hat matches my Ohio State gear. That's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> if I would have worn green, then it still would have been very Christmassy, right? Of course. But I, you know, it wouldn't have associated it with Michigan State. That's it would right. have been beautiful. That's right. So, but unfortunately, who knows? <laughs> I'm wearing your color, but that's okay. It's yeah, it's tis the season. We'll, yeah, we'll give it to you. I'll, I'll wear red for you. That, thank okay. you. That was very nice of you. <laughs> okay. Well, we're here again just to kind of go a little bit deeper into what we yeah. what you kicked off yesterday, which is really kind of the the kickoff for our Christmas season. Yeah. Um, and it came at just the right time. So I hope the message came at just the right just time. The right time. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I I believe it will. So, would you just tell us a little bit more about what you yeah. started and kind of what, maybe what yeah. we talked about yesterday and where we're going maybe? Too. Yeah, you know it's funny because every Christmas season you think that they're all the same, but because of when Thanksgiving falls, Christmas is the sometimes the seasons are shorter, and because we just finished experiencing God a week ago, our Christmas series just feels really short, like we're on the fast track. I said yesterday we're now less than two weeks away from Christmas. Um, so so we've got really only four messages that are in this series. Uh, we're calling the series at just the right time, uh, because the uh, for, for me, as, as we looked at this series at this time and just thought, what is it that people need to hear? That there is, I, I think, in our culture— and in lots of us, there's just this sense of, um, it's not so much despair, although there's probably some of that. I think that it really is fatigue and and a resignation that comes as a result of the fatigue. I think that's uh, COVID. COVID has impacted everybody. Everybody's just tired of all that stuff, and everything has changed. So there, are, I think there are a lot of people that are just kind of, Walking through the motions, struggling, and um, and so this concept of helping us realize that what we're experiencing right now is not that different than many other times in history, and I think probably when um, when Jesus was born. I, um, so without jumping too far in and re-preaching yesterday's message, mm-hmm. the um, yesterday was all about the right setting, that that recognizing that God had put lots of things in place and that people were prepared for the Messiah to come because things were similar in the sense that um, that there was just this sense of sort of despair, this, uh, I think, for the Jews— um, being in the Roman context, it was like, this is not where we're supposed to be. This is not what we were supposed to experience. We're, we're God's chosen people. We're supposed to rule the world. Um, yeah, the, later in the New Testament, it talks about that when the disciples say that, you know, they expect Jesus to come as king and for them to conquer Rome and everything to change. I think that um, before Jesus was born, there really was this sense of, this is not how life is supposed to go but that Jesus came at just the right time. So that that's kind of the big picture, and that comes from a, a, a passage in Galatians that says, it, essentially, at just the right time, God sent His Son um, to adopt us into His family, to change everything. So that's the, that's the good news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Um, and you and I kind of talked a little bit about the fact that there are, the Old Testament is peppered with passages that point to just that right time, right? right. But yet people yeah. were always looking for it and wondering when it was going to come for thousands of years, really. Yeah. Right? Um, I don't know, maybe if you want to dive in a little bit deeper to maybe some of the history. That yeah. Kind of point yeah. yeah. I, I think, the, again, that the... Um, there is this sense. It's it was interesting when I when I was studying and working on the message that we talk about all the prophecies um, that relate to Jesus that were fulfilled in Jesus, and that that um, only God could do that. Only God could bring those together in one person at at the right time uh, to fulfill those. Mm-hmm. Um, but many of those prophecies, the vast majority of those prophecies, have to do with his life and death not so much his birth. There are prophecies that have to do with his birth, but like when I originally had kind of mapped out the message, I thought, oh, it'll be so good to talk about all the things that God had in place. But it was really about Bethlehem, and it was about um, the, the, the mom, Mary, that she, that she would be a virgin and that the, the, the birth would be supernatural, that end up in the right place. Um, and so... That was a part of the setting that was there, but so many of the um, prophecies from the Old Testament point to the to the fact that Jesus was not what they expected. You know that he wasn't the ruling king, mm-hmm. even though he was going to come as Messiah. Mm-hmm. Um, he was going to be a suffering servant. Right? Uh, Isaiah passages um, uh, that that he would. Um, that he would turn everything upside down in terms of of uh, making things right with God and uh, um, for man with God. So lots and lots of passages that way. But it's interesting to me that in order for Mary and Joseph to get to Bethlehem to fulfill that prophecy about Bethlehem, there had to be other things put in place so that that would happen, and that wasn't going to happen by accident. So. Um, Caesar Augustus, you know, uh, in those days there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. Luke 2. Um, interestingly enough, that's in my brain because my first grade teacher gave us a prize if we could memorize all of Luke 2. Oh, wow. That's been a long time ago and a very different culture. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Did that? Ins- do you think that was part of the inspiration for you to serve in ministry? Or oh, I don't know. It's because wow. I, because I grew up with you know I grew up being a part of the church and okay. and um, being taught about Jesus from the very beginning. But or, you know, first but that grade was in public school. Yeah, that was that public school. Wow. Yeah, all of Luke two as a you know six year old or whatever. Um, That's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, and I, it's it's funny because I uh, a part of our Christmas tradition typically is that I'll read Luke two. Um, to the kids, now to the grandkids, and uh, and we have a birthday party for Jesus. Um, but when I read, I, I can't hardly read it in the NIV or a different translation because I just go back to King James because that's what it was. That's how I memorized it as a kid and said it over and over and over again. So, yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. Hmm. Very cool. Well, um, I know you're going to kind of lay things that you're going to continue to unfold this at the right time. Do you want to give us a little preview of the next oh, yeah. few topics? Or yeah, the yeah. actually, the, this coming Sunday, we're, we're talking about the preparation that was done. And so I don't want to steal too much of the thunder from, from this week, but the, uh, we've said at just the right time, 
um, this this uh, Sunday is the right preparation, how we prepare and how God prepared mm-hmm. for the birth of Jesus. Um, the uh, on Christmas Eve, and we can talk about Christmas Eve. Yeah. The um, on Christmas Eve, the the right Savior that. Um, Perfect baby became the perfect savior, mm. uh, which is which is kind of the concept. And uh, talk just more about Christmas even in a second. But um, and then on Christmas Day, we're going to do one service, do it at at ten o'clock, and and just talk about the right response. And that's going to come from Luke two as well. But to talk about Anna and um, and Simeon that. Um, that are there in the temple when Mary and Joseph bring Jesus into the temple to dedicate him and that they say, oh yeah, this is the one that we've waited for. Mm-hmm. And and for us, I think it's a unique opportunity on Christmas Day to be able to say, okay, we've pointed to this time and now we have a chance to just kind of unpack, oh, Jesus has come, what's that mean for us? Mm-hmm. And so a really cool thing. Christmas Eve is going to be hugely fun. Um, the three services, uh, I talked about it a little bit yesterday, um, at uh, 3, 4.30, and 6 o'clock. And, and when we were talking about what we could do to make this Christmas kind of special, we've, you know, the last several years we've done some fun things. We Last year we did the walkthrough outside. A couple of years ago during COVID, we did the light show and 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 did Christmas Eve on video that year. Um, uh, so we we brainstormed a whole bunch of things and um, and talked about having a a painter and a speed painter in particular. And um, and there's a guy that's that doesn't live too far away, uh, less than an hour, that is a nationally known speed painter. So he goes to um, he goes to universities, he goes to sports teams, he goes to um, all kinds of events, and will paint um, in a relatively short period of time. Um, sometimes five to seven minutes, but ten to twelve minutes is what he's going to do for us. A painting that is unique. And um, and memorable, and um, and then often is is uh, made available to the people who are there, or or gets put up. So his name's Evan Struck. If you want to look at his uh, website, it's kind of fun. He's he's a big deal. Um, as a matter of fact, he told me when we had lunch that he is going to paint during uh, the halftime of an Ohio State game in Columbus. <laughs> 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 it's it's all connected. God brings all the pieces oh, together. Of course. Of um, course. <laughs> but he he's he's really jazzed about that. But yeah. he travels all over the country to to uh, paint, and so that is so cool. He, I, yeah, I have um I've experienced that sort of a, a setting. Obviously, I don't know this gentleman, but it is pretty special. Yeah. So now, will he create four unique paintings then, or will no. they each be the same four hours? He, he's going to do well. It's three the three services uh, at three, four thirty, and six. Yeah, on Christmas Eve. Oh, he'll um, he won't be there on Christmas Day. It's just he Christmas won't be there Eve. on okay, Christmas gotcha. Day. Just okay. those three. Um, and he's going to do the same painting. I I pushed him and said, Hey, isn't there any way you could do three separate ones? Because then that would be really cool. And um, and he said, well, speed painting doesn't really work that way. He said, you have to have a pretty clear path to be able to do it so quickly. So it's not the kind of thing that you're that you're making a lot of adjustments. It's a it's a bolder art form that um, has some consistency to it. And so uh, I I'm I'm really excited. I think it's going to be really fun. I think it's going to be great for kids. Um, Jamie's done a great job in terms of 
prepping the musical end of things. Oh, nice. And um, I think I just think it's going to be a, a really fun time. And then something that's really cool is that those three paintings we're going to get to keep and and we're going to make available and do kind of a silent auction for so people can yeah. purchase them. Yeah. Um, the top three bids will be able to purchase them and then that money will go to the Christmas offering to help to help plant the church in kenya so it's uh hopefully all the pieces are put together in a way that's that's just going to be really cool that is really neat and and i just love because i mean obviously god is the creator you know what i mean and creativity is something that he gifts us with so that's pretty cool to bring that in and then to add the music the along with that i'm glad that that you have that planned as well because that would be really and and there is um it's it's fun because i've i had i've communicated a ton with evan um evan struck is his name um but we had lunch together a few weeks ago as well and and talked through all the details of things and he is a he's a committed follower of Jesus nice um he's a part of Radiant Church down in Jackson and um and really wants to um to be able to use his art to glorify God and so uh he's he has he's treated us really well in terms of being able to come and uh do that so it's it's going to be fun People are going to be encouraged and blessed, and it will make for a special Christmas memory. Yeah, looking forward to that very, very much so. Very cool. Well, yesterday you kind of challenged us as well to kind of think about, is there something that we can kind of, something in our life that we should lay down or give up? Um, And I know, you know, we, we might get it on on the time when you're talking about it, but for whatever reason, we don't get around to following through with that. Just wonder what your thoughts are. Why is it that we procrastinate? Either giving something up or or just fully committing ourselves to... Jesus. I, I think, you know, at, at every level, at the, at the end of the message yesterday, uh, came down to the scripture from, from Corinthians, Paul's letter to the Corinthians that says, now's the day of salvation. There really is, for anything that matters, there is a sense of urgency to put that into action. Now, we tend to, um, we tend to kind of push back on that particularly on significant decisions, because we say, I want, I want to think through, I want to make sure that I don't commit myself to something that I can't do, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. I, one of the sayings that a friend of mine said to me a long time ago was, if ever there is a gun to your head, the answer is no, um, which I thought there was a lot of wisdom in that. You know, if somebody says, oh, yes, this is the car for you, but you have to buy it in the next 30 minutes, answer is always no. Um, but on a spiritual level, when we talk about a relationship with Jesus, there really is this sense of what's keeping me from saying yes to God right now. Mm-hmm. And more times than not, it's just that um, I think I think that um, Satan's, I said it in the message, Satan's minions whisper in our ears, ah, it's too busy right now. There are too many things. You have too many other things. You need to wait until you have some downtime that you can really process this decision. Mm-hmm. And we all live busy lives, and all of a sudden it's six months later or a year later, and mm-hmm. we think, oh, yeah, I was going to do that, and I never really did. So I think the encouragement for us at just the right time is to recognize that no matter what's going on, this really is the time to say yes to you know what it's it's um 
it's the right time to start reading the scripture if you've never done that before or to or to be intention more intentional about mm-hmm. that it's the right time to pray mm-hmm. um, uh, maybe uh, to start a pattern and to and to just do that you don't have to figure everything out mm-hmm. you, you don't have to um, you know you don't have to say oh I'm going to do I'm going to do this for two hours every day for the ne- you know for the rest of my life but to just start and take that step to say yes to God. Um, and, and that really is, if you go back to experiencing God, it, it is joining God in the work that he's already doing and listening, you know, hearing him speak and, and do that. So um, I think especially at Christmas time, we think a lot about kind of what's going on around us. I, I think many people, and who knows, maybe it's just me, but, I, um, <laughs> but I, uh, it seems to me like for most adults, we really do think all this material stuff that we invest in at Christmas time, it's great, and I want to bless my kids, and I want to bless my friends, and I, and I want to express my love for them. Mm-hmm. But it sure seems sometimes so short-lived, mm-hmm. um, you know, that it's, its value is short-lived. Mm-hmm. And so there's that part of it that goes on in us. And I think that there's another part that we just think, man, there has to be something more. There has to be something with substance and trying to figure out how to, how to really grab hold of that and embrace it. And, um, and, and that's, I think at Christmas time, we think about that more than some other times because of everything that's going on around us, because we think about Christmases in the past, because we think about people that we miss at that point in time Mm -hmm. And it just gives us a chance to kind of think with perspective, and um, and and this is the it's the right time to say yes to God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think just kind of reiterating what you're saying, a lot of people do unfortunately get very down during yeah a lot of the holidays, but I think Christmas it culminates because it is such a big production and there's so many things going yeah. on, right? And like, and all those things you said, there's baggage from the past, yeah. there's, there's mourning, the loss, um, there's the pressure of having to do something or be something or provide something or get that special gift, all those things that really don't have a lot of eternal consequences, right? Um, and I don't think there's any better time than right now for us to be praying for those people. Could we right. just do that right yeah, now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's yeah. so important. Yeah, um, and and not just the people who are overwhelmed, but for the people who may be convicted that it's time to kind of give that something up for yep. the Lord and or to fully surrender, because sometimes I think we're afraid to fully surrender because that means now I have to change or now I have to give everything up that I've ever you know that you know I, I have, have to, to follow all right the rules. I have to get which, everything right in an instant. Yeah, yeah. which isn't really yeah. God's way because God equips us. Yeah. slowly, and He does. You know, He gives us what we need. So if you, yeah, if you would I'd be, I'd be happy to. That. Okay, that'd be awesome. Um, God, I, I thank you that that you hear us right now in the moment, and Lord, that you hear us and know our hearts, even as people listen in a few days or weeks or months or years um, on here. And God, I, I I just ask that at this time of year, at, in this season, in these next few days and weeks, um, that that you would be with people who are hurting, especially uh, God, people who who are depressed and down, people who are um, feeling isolated and alone, and that they would sense your presence, that that your Holy Spirit would come in and fill that void. And that they would know how much you love them, 
um, God, I pray especially for people who um, addiction's an issue for them in whatever way that's expressed, and that um, that you would just help them understand in a very real, supernatural, powerful way that um, that whatever that is, whether you know that uh, that whatever that substance is, God, that um, it's a fake. It's a false substitute for you that you're the only one who can satisfy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Lord, I, I just ask that you would work in our lives, in the lives of everybody who's listening and, um, that they would see you for who you are and, um, and, uh, that lives would change as a result of that. Uh, in Jesus name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. absolutely. At just the right time. At just the right time, that's right. <laughs> well, I know, um, you know, as, as we you kind of prayed for the addictions and, and you know, struggles and things like that, um, or discouragement, or people who may feel desperate, um, a lot of times, at least in my experience, when I struggle with things that are heavy, um, it's I don't always want to go to the Lord the first thing, right? Right. I, and I, I have kind of learned that when it gets, when it becomes all about me and all about my problem, that that's usually the enemy yeah. trying to work on me and hold us down, right? Yeah. I mean, so um, obviously we know to pray, but what are some of the things we can do when we start to really feel um, that despair come in on us? You know? Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I think um, there are some unique things about our time and culture right now. Um, one is the availability of all of the digital world that that is available to us. We talk about it and all the benefits that come from it, and there are lots of benefits that come from it. But it can also um, lead us to a place of isolation that that we live on our phones, we live in our you know our laptop or whatever, and um, and we miss some of what we miss and some of what we get nostalgic for when you're old like me, um, is, is the, the time where there really was a greater sense of community that, you know, that, that you knew in this setting, you were going to be with, with these people and you had long history with those people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so for that, I, I would say, I think some of the, um, some of what God uses to help walk us through the discouragement and the despair is having people in our lives that we really do have deep relationships with that 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 can love us and sometimes um make us laugh when we're hurting or that can just put our arm around us or can just be there mm-hmm. and so i you know at north point that we talk about life groups and 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 how important that is and not just that you're doing life group but that you've got a group of people, whether that's a disciple-making relationship, whether that's, um, you know, you, you got your little posse of people, whatever that looks like, mm-hmm. that you've got some people that can walk through times with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's a big, big deal. I think it it really is, uh, um, you know, pouring, our, pouring Scripture into our minds and our hearts. I think that is really the purifier that changes the way that we think. Um and um, sometimes we think, oh, when I read scripture, it just doesn't do anything for me. Sometimes it's because we're reading the wrong stuff. Um, you know, if if you're if you're struggling, man, there's no better place I think than the Psalms to read because 
Um, if you're just kind of finding your way through Psalms, you may find some some stuff that just focuses on the attributes of God, and all of a sudden, when you really begin to see God for who He is, all the other other stuff, it's still there, but it just it really um, it's lessened in terms of its impact. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you you jump into some Psalms um, where where it really is this cry of despair from David. And, um, and to know you're not alone in that process is just really healthy. And I think the Holy Spirit guides us through that process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking that's another thing, too. Sometimes if I'm reading and it's dry and it's not coming to life, I realize I probably haven't prayed for God oh, to give me understanding yeah. and to penetrate. And yeah. that changes everything, yeah. too, right? I mean... I, you know, it's funny because periodically I'll... Um, at the beginning of the message, just say, hey, let's pray. God, speak to me. Uh, that prayer for me, uh, it really changed my perspective on a whole lot of stuff. When in some conferences, the guy who led the conferences, every every message he would say, okay, let everybody just stop and pray. Mm-hmm. God, speak to me. And, and it was like, oh, man, everything came alive because we were asking God to do what only God can do. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, yeah, it's, it is to, to pray as a really good thing. And, um, you know, stuff that sometimes it's just helpful to remember um, things that we've heard before. Uh, Music, the right kind of music, listening to the right kind of music, the kinds of stuff that we fill our heads with. Um, Deb and I have been watching a television show that's kind of depressing on TV. And we've said, this is not a good show to watch uh, particularly at night, because it just impacts the way that you think and feel. And so we watched, forgive me for this, a Hallmark movie on Saturday. <laughs> um, and the, the dog came home, actually. <laughs> the family got two dogs for Christmas. And they got married. And, uh, um, they didn't get married in the show, but their relationship, oh my gosh. Uh, you know, everything came together in just the right way. And you know what? There's something good about that. Right. I, you know, it's, it's good. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They all lived happily ever after. That's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a Hallmark appreciate. I, I do appreciate it. But yeah, but it is definitely very predictable and you can yeah. only take so much of it. But 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 some important things that you hit on, right? I mean, we I think it's odd, but it's true that a lot of times people are lonely during the Christmas yeah. season and they're down. And you pointed to community, right? Right. And um some of you might feel awkward because you don't know a lot of people here. Well, you know what? things have changed here and I'm finding, I don't know as many people here either. So come find me. We'll make friends (laughs) because it is important to be in community. And, um, and I don't know if other people are struggling with this, but I've been working at home for the last two and a half years by myself. So I really, you know, miss that. I think we do need to come together. And that's why God knew that we needed the church body because it's not always easy to walk through life dealing with all the things we deal with day to day. And so we come together. So we make each other stronger um, and we help each yeah. other, you know, lean yeah. in and pray and learn the word and all that good stuff. So and we, we are, you know, we're less than two weeks from Christmas. So, um, lots of people have plans, but there's still some people who don't. And, um, I remember one Christmas, um, that we were out in Maryland and the kids were little and there was a lady in the church whose husband had died mm-hmm. a year or two before she didn't really have any place to go for Christmas. And I kind of on the spur of the moment said, hey, Barbara, why don't you come spend Christmas with us? And and when I when Deb and I talked, it was then kind of like, 
Oh, Christmas with our kids, and we've got this widowed woman who's a little grouchy. You know, she she was a little bristly, that kind of thing. Um, but she ended up coming, and it was it was a really kind of cool Christmas for her to be around our kids. Mm. Um, you know, the, I, one of the things that I'm looking forward to the most about this Christmas is um, our our oldest daughter and her. F- her husband and four kids are coming from Massachusetts. And so we're going to do Christmas at our house. The first time we've done it in a long time at our house with a 12 year old, 10 year old, eight year old and six year old. And that's just a hoot. You know, it's just fun to be able to experience all that is all the Christmas tradition stuff with kids. And there are people that, um, that just would, that, that long for, that they don't have extended family around, that don't have anybody, you know, they're going to sit at home and go out to eat on Christmas, mm-hmm. maybe. And um, and so just being aware of the opportunities that are around for for people, it's just the right time mm-hmm. um, to that's ask them. Yeah. yeah, that's a great challenge for all of us to do that. And um, yeah, I appreciate it. And so that come come join us on Sundays too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, on yeah. on, on uh, Christmas Day, being a part of that that's that's a great thing. The the one thing that I would say about that, and and we've um, you know I'm I'm an extrovert. I don't know if you know that or not. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so it's easy for me to say, oh, the more the merrier. Yeah. Deb's not so much that way. Yeah. And um, but I would say this. Um, any time that we've had people in our home, um, it has, I don't know that it's ever been a disappointment. It's always, they've always added something. Sometimes it, you know, a little awkward, that kind of thing, but there's always been something cool about Mm -hmm. that. And the impact of that on our kids as they were growing up, their, their level of hospitality gets extended to you know, all of their relationships as well. And that's just a cool thing. I think God works through that. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. yeah, take that step. Great example. Yeah. Appreciate that. Awesome. Well, that's all I had. That's all you got. Yeah. How are we doing? Uh, Oh, we're, we're in great shape. Um, I, I would just say, Hey, thanks for listening. We didn't have questions. Um, this week, so we just talked. <laughs> um, we can talk. <laughs> we can talk. But that's a that's a great um, that's a great encouragement. If you listen, be sure and send some questions. Um, make them up. Um, you know, I, <laughs> quick story. I um, I read at Shavy Elementary to kindergartners. And so uh, once or twice a month, I'm over there reading to kindergarten classes. And, and when I read the stories to the kids, um, afterwards, I'll say, okay, does anybody have a question about the story? You know, the uh, question starts with the word how or why or what, that kind of thing. Does anybody have a question? And inevitably, a kid will say, my sister has a cat like that. Yeah. <laughs> question. Ask a question. So I, I uh, we did that last week, and uh, one of the boys in the back of the in the back of the class raised his hand. And he said, "I said, you have a question." He said, "Yeah." He said, "Why are you bald?" Oh my goodness! <laughs> That's a good question. That's a good question. <laughs> I said, "Well, God made me that way." So, <laughs> I, I told that story to somebody else, and they said, "I should have said." You know, I think I'm bald because when I was five years old, I asked someone else why they were oh, bald. No. <laughs> I'm glad you did not choose <laughs> <Yeah>. that. 
<laughs> give them nightmares. Oh, oh that's no. right. <laughs> yeah. That's cute. So thanks for listening. If it's helpful or you think of anybody as you're listening, be sure and watch and like and share and all that good stuff. And thanks, Miss Kim, for Absolutely. for hosting again. Absolutely. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs>